Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer, and I'd like to talk to you in this episode about a book of the Bible that seems to receive very little attention, the book of Philemon. It is only one chapter, 25 verses long, but the lessons it teaches us about love are so profound. As a matter of fact, perhaps the most significant statement found in the letter is in verse 9, which begins with the words, Yet for love's sake I rather appeal to you. Paul would be making his request of his friend and fellow laborer in the Lord, Philemon, on the basis of for love's sake. Love is the greatest thing in the world. In 1 Corinthians 13, after giving us such a wonderful description of the attributes of love, Paul concluded the thought with verse 13, But now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Love speaks to the very nature of God, as John wrote in 1 John 4, 8. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Love was the reason for God's great mercy being extended to man. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Truly, we can say that love was what motivated the Lord to come here and die. Paul expressed it so powerfully in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 when he said, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. We can also say that love summarizes all that God wants of man in his response both to God and to our fellow man. Consider Matthew 22 verses 35 through 40. The passage says in one of them a lawyer asked him a question testing him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. I believe that we can say that the appeals love makes are the greatest of all, because practically all of us will do things for love that we would do for no other reason, and where the willingness to do is absent, love is absent also. As a matter of fact, what we will do is a much more accurate barometer of what we truly love than is what we say. Let's talk a little about the letter itself now. Philemon was a wealthy slave owner who had evidently been converted to the Lord by the Apostle Paul himself. I think verse 19 of Philemon indicates this pretty strongly. Paul wrote, I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it. Uh, lest I should mention to you that you owe me even your own self as well. In the world of Rome, slavery was a significant reality. It does not appear to me that God ever intended for one man to be owned by 
or to be the property of another man throughout his life. However, when Jesus and the apostles viewed the problem of slavery, they did not lead marches, call for the slaves to unite and rebel against their owners in bloody warfare, nor did they demand that slave owners release their slaves. In fact, Paul taught slaves and slave owners how they were to conduct themselves and how they were to treat each other. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5-9, through 9, Paul wrote the following, Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in the sincerity of your heart, as to Christ, not by way of eye service as men-pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. With good will render service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. And masters do the same things to them, and give up threatening, knowing that both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. What the word of God teaches is that no matter what circumstances one finds himself in, he or she can be a faithful servant of the Lord, and his life is meaningful and worth living. The slave is no less important in God's eye than the master, and we might say that the employee is no less important in God's eyes than the employer. However, I do believe that the Lord taught principles which properly applied would do away with slavery. For instance, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said in Matthew 7 verse 12, In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law and the prophets. Who wants to be a slave? As we read the letter, it becomes apparent that Onesimus, a slave belonging to Philemon, had stolen from his master and had run away to Rome. There he came into contact with Paul, who was at that time a prisoner of the Roman government, and Onesimus was converted to Christ. These facts created an interesting situation. Paul would have liked for Onesimus to have stayed with him. Verse 13 of Philemon tells us as much when we read, whom I wish to keep with me, so that on your behalf he might minister to me in my imprisonment for the gospel. But Onesimus was a runaway slave, who had also stolen other property from his master. It was necessary for Paul to send him back to make restitution. I believe it is important to understand, and here is a letter that teaches it, that the forgiveness of God does not eliminate the need to make wrongs right and to make restitution as far as restitution is possible. But if Paul had sent Onesimus home without this letter, according to the customs of the day, he could have been sentencing him to severe punishment. Even death would have been lawful. The introduction to the letters follows Paul's normal form. His name is mentioned along with any who are with him. In this case, it was Timothy. He mentions the one to whom he, the letter is being written, Philemon. He also mentions Appia, who may have been Philemon's wife, as well as Archippus and the church that met in the house of Philemon. Then comes Paul's prayer of thanksgiving for Philemon's faith and love. This is followed by the body of the letter. The letter is a wonderful example of Paul's practical application of what love truly is and what it means when put into practice in an individual's life. Philemon should fulfill the request Paul was making of him in the letter for the following reasons. Paul could have commanded him as an apostle, but chose instead to appeal to him. 
verses 8 and 9 tell us, Therefore, though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is proper, yet for love's sake I rather appeal to you, since I am such a person as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. Secondly, Paul was speaking from prison. He was there because of his service to the Lord. Again, verse 9 indicated that. Thirdly, Onesimus was as a son to Paul. Verse 10 says, I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my imprisonment. Fourth, in his former state as an unhappy and ultimately runaway slave, Onesimus had been useless, but now he was useful both to Philemon and Paul. Verse 11 says, Who formerly was useless to you, but now is useful both to you and to me. Fifth, Paul would have preferred to keep Onesimus with him, but he would not do so without Philemon's consent. Verses 13 and 14 makes that clear. Whom I wish to keep with me, so that on your behalf he might minister to me in my imprisonment for the gospel. But without your consent I did not want to do anything, so that your goodness would not be in effect by compulsion, but of your own free will. Six, Onesimus was now Philemon's brother. Verse 16 states, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave. A beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. Seventh, Philemon should receive him as he would have received Paul. That is the point Paul makes in verse 17. If then you regard me as a partner, accept him as you would me. Eighth, Paul said he would repay the debt for Onesimus if necessary. Look at verses 18 and 19. But if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it, not to mention to you that you owe to me even your own self as well. Nine, then Paul made the point that he knew Philemon would do even more than he has. Verse 21 says, Having confidence in obedience, I write to you, since I know that you will do even more than what I say. With such powerful reasoning, how could Philemon refuse? Although we know many who refuse equally powerful scriptural reasoning on a number of different subjects. In this masterpiece of writing and persuasion, Paul appeals to Philemon to receive Onesimus, the slave who had stolen from him and run away, as a brother. He appealed to Philemon to receive Onesimus as a Christian should, and the basis for the appeal was for love's sake. The whole letter demonstrates what love will do. Love serves or shares. Paul served the top as well as the very bottom of the social ladder. He served both Philemon, the wealthy slave owner, and he served Onesimus, the runaway slave. Evidently, both had been converted by Paul. Look at verses 5 through 7 with me. They say, Because I hear of your love and of the faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, and I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you for Christ's sake. For I have come to have much joy and comfort in your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, brother. What do we see here? We see that Philemon shared with others. We have also seen that Philemon had served Paul, and upon his return would serve Philemon. Love shares and cares. Think about this. God shared with the world his son Jesus, and as we saw earlier in John 3.16, he did it because of love. 
Galatians 2.20 shows us that Jesus served mankind by dying, and he did it because of love. As a matter of fact, 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 8 tells us that one of the ways to demonstrate the sincerity of our love is to share what we have. We see that love motivates or compels. Paul was making his appeal to Philemon through love, and he was appealing, appealing to Philemon's love. The appeal was for love's sake. When we love, we must act. In the absence of action, there is no love, no matter what we might say. I think of 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3, For this is love, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Jesus said in John 14 and verse 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Love compels to action. Another important lesson about love that the letter to Philemon teaches us is that love does not compromise and is not soft. Paul was sending Onesimus back to Philemon because it was the right thing to do. I think of this in the training of our children. We love our children, but that love cannot be soft or compromising. What is right is right. In the book, The Christian in Business, written by the president of a Dallas manufacturing company, whose name was John Mitchell. He wrote of a college boy who worked without supervision on the night shift. This boy clocked in and out at the appropriate times, but worked very little. After a time, the boy's conscience bothered him, and he wrote a letter to his employer confessing his wrong and promising to repay the undeserved money he had received as, we, as he was able. Mitchell allowed the boy to repay. Love is not soft. But he then gave the money to the congregation where the boy was a member. God is love, but he is not soft. He is not a sentimental grandfather. He still says, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned, Mark 16, 16. We learn from the letter that love is sympathetic. Onesimus was a runaway slave, in debt with nothing with which to pay. Paul even said, I will pay what he owes. However, he appealed to Philemon's sympathy for the position of Onesimus for love's sake. Are we thankful that God is sympathetic and because of love has paid what we owe? In Romans 5 verses 6 through 8 we find, for while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I believe love looks for and expects the very best. That is why Paul wrote to Philemon in verse 21, Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you, since I know that you will do even more than what I say. This is part of what love is about. As Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 7, Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Part of the problem with so many in the church is that we expect so little of ourselves and each other, in many instances a lot less than God expects. Finally, love forgives. Paul expected Philemon to forgive. Forgiveness may be difficult, but it is possible where there is enough love. Paul was asking Philemon to forego his personal rights because of his love. He was asking him to consider Onesimus a slave before himself. That, my friends, is love. So what was the outcome of Paul's appeal to Philemon? 
We do not know, and yet I feel confident that I do. I would pray that Philemon received Onesimus as a brother, and that he did so for love's sake. There is an apocryphal story that says Onesimus became an elder in the church at Colossae, but we don't know for certain. But if he did, his potential was reached because someone responded to him for love's sake. We can do this. The type of love that calls for the that God calls for the Christian to have is an act of will, and we can do it. I hope you have enjoyed this brief look at the book of Philemon. Thanks for listening.